Welcome to the Shifting Our Schools podcast, where we believe learning never stops. We create innovative and flexible professional development opportunities that support the current research and thinking in education today. This week's podcast episode aspires to set you up to take another step forward on your personal learning journey. Now here's your host, Jeff Udick. Welcome back to another episode of Shifting Our Schools. I'm your host, Jeff Udick. I hope this episode finds you safe and healthy. In this episode, we're going to wrap up our discussion on our Shifting Schools free guide, The Art of the Start. If you haven't downloaded your copy of the free guide, you can do that now at shiftingschools.com. Just hover over the resource button and select resource library and look for The Art of the Start. The seven sections of that free guide hope to unpack seven considerations that are important for launching a year of learning. And while you're there, you might notice we have 49 other free guides for you to download as well, all free uh, that we go through here on the podcast and others that teachers have asked us for over the last few years. I do want to remind you of a longer professional learning opportunity we have coming up on September 30th. You can join me for a two-hour Zoom session titled Sustaining Community with SEL and Blended Learning Strategies. We're running this at two different times on September 30th to hopefully support people in multiple time zones. We'll run this at 8 a.m. to 10 a.m. That's GMT minus seven. And repeat it again at 4 p.m. to 6 p.m. Again, GMT minus seven or... Uh, Pacific Standard Time here in the U.S. Friends in the state of Washington listening, this session does give you the option to get four clock hour credits for recertification purposes. If you like what you see in the free guide, The Art of the Start, I think you'll love the deeper dive coming on September 30th. You can learn more about it in the show notes or by heading over to shiftingschools.com and selecting On Offer. So the name of this episode is Pushing the Restart Button. And I'll walk you through what that phrase has meant to me. Every summer, I teach a cohort of pre-service masters in teaching educators for Whitworth University. I look forward to it every year. Working with pre-service educators just starting out in their journey is a real honor. Something I model with them is that every once in a while, I will need us as learning community to push the restart button. And here's why. I think it matters. When we talk about classroom culture, I think it is really important to address the reality that every educator has days when things aren't really jiving, when the plans we make aren't flowing, and the conversations and the learning feels flat. It happens. And I point out, it happens even for veteran teachers like myself. The difference between a novice teacher and a veteran teacher that I find is that veteran teachers will often be more willing to not fight against it. Learning to hit the restart button is a critical part of being an educator. I can still remember a lesson I put together in my second year of teaching. It was going to be awesome. I stayed up late working on it the night before. For those of you who have been around EdTech for a while, you might remember WebQuests. Remember those? Today, they have morphed into things like hyperdocs and websites. Maybe we should bring back the WebQuest. Ooh, the early years. Anyways, back in the day, we're talking 2001 here, I had this great idea to create this WebQuest. I figured out how to make a basic web page with a choose-your-own-adventure theme. I was so pumped. The kids were going to love it. The next day, I went to launch the WebQuest and the project and things started going sideways on me. I remember telling the kids we couldn't do it that way. We had to do it this way. Don't ask that question yet. Wait, just wait, don't, no, no, not that. We're not doing it that way. That's a good question, but we need to stick to this. 
For 15 minutes, I battled the 33 kids in my class. They wanted to take the pathway on the right, but I had made this beautiful pathway on the left and I'd spent all this time on it. It was like I was saying, look over here. Look at all this hard work I put in for you. Hey class, I'm over here. Look this way, this is cool. Meanwhile, the class was saying, Mr. Yu, we want to go this way, not that way. Ah, one of the hardest things to do as a teacher is to understand that the classroom is their classroom, that we're a team. And sometimes as the captain of that team, you have to listen to everyone, no matter how many hours you spent on that unit or lesson. Sometimes the team says we want to go that way. And your job as a leader is to go that way with them. We never did the web quest. And I'm here to tell you it was rad, but so was the learning we did as a class going in a different direction. You see, I learned early on that sometimes you have to hit the restart button, give the control over to the students and choose a different path. As soon as I stopped fighting them and went with them, you could feel the energy in the room shift. This seemingly simple act is anything but simple. It is vulnerability and it is self-awareness. And I think this year, we are going to need those two things a lot. In section five of our free guide, The Art of the Start, we have resources that are focused on cultivating respect. The secret I've learned is that we can only cultivate respect when we are honest and trusting of others. Here's something truly critical. If we want students to build respectful relationships with one another, it helps when they see their teachers modeling it. That's why I tell my pre-service teachers to talk to their students about what they are learning from their colleagues and peers. I highly recommend that they share anecdotes about not knowing how to do something or want to get a second opinion on a resource or a lesson and telling the story of how they sought out a peer and asked for help or how they have to give up their way to make room for others. We can't preach the value of being vulnerable to our students without us walking the talk ourselves. This is also important because it reminds us all in education to not feel like we have to do everything or know everything to be perfect. I've had a lot of sleepless nights in my career where I wasn't patient with myself, when my expectations of myself were unfair. I often tell pre-service teachers that a great challenge to take on is to ask for help from a different colleague or a student at least every other week. Why? Well, yes, of course, the more we connect with our peers, the better we become in our practice. But I also think the act of asking for help builds better relationships. As an instructional coach, I quickly realized that my job was to build relationships, not just with individual teachers, but also within the grade level or subject team. You know what one of my tried and tested methods was? Ask the person you want to build a relationship with or repair a relationship with for advice or help. It can push a restart button and show that person that you deeply value their expertise. Folks, teams are going to matter in big ways this year. This quote from Susan Moore Johnson in her recent piece in ASCD entitled, Why Teaching Teams Are More Critical Than Ever, is one worth repeating. Quote, effective teacher teams don't emerge or flourish spontaneously. Their success depends on principals who believe that their school can respond well to any challenge when teachers who know the students best have a meaningful say in decisions. 
Effective teams also need teachers themselves to step up and contribute their best ideas and effort. Retreating to one's classroom is no longer an option. End quote. Some of you may be familiar with the Chinese proverb that goes like this. If you want happiness for an hour, take a nap. If you want happiness for a day, go fishing. If you want happiness for a year, inherit a fortune. If you want happiness for a lifetime, help somebody. I'd suggest that if you want a healthy and happy school culture, you need to ensure people feel safe to ask for help and that they are given the time and space to ask often. Working in isolation stifles innovation. A post I've been sharing with so many people this week comes from Tony Delarusa, and yes, you'll find it in the show notes. His article, Why Coalitions Aren't Just for Political Campaigns, reminds us that the great things that happen in our communities happen because of collaboration. Delarosa writes, quote, Kids will inherently pick up on how we operate, and eventually many of them will mirror that. If we operate and show more value in coalitional work, our kids will do the same. This is a 21st century skill that needs to be developed. As we see working across lines of differences and sustainability being top of training for educators and administrators today, end quote. This year, how will you not only offer your ideas to your team, but how will you model vulnerability and practice the fine art of asking for help? What mindsets about collaboration do you want to see your students mirror in years to come? Listeners, I'd love to know what stories you have about learning from your peers or a time you had to hit the reset button in your classroom. When we share and reflect openly, it doesn't just help others, it helps us as well. Let me know on Twitter and be sure to tag it hashtag shifting schools or send me a voice message to info at shifting which is pretty easy. Find the voice recording app on your smartphone, press record and start talking, then send it to us and let us know if we can share your voice message on an upcoming episode. We love learning from our community. Thanks for listening. And until next time, I'll see you on the network. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of Shifting Our Schools. If you found this episode helpful or inspiring, please make sure to subscribe and leave the team a five-star rating. If you want to learn more about the Shifting Schools team or download our free resources, head over to shiftingschools.com to see what's on offer now. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next week for another episode to keep rethinking the shifts our schools need.